0: This episode is dedicated to Matt, otherwise known as Xbox Addict, who sadly passed away this week. Hey
1: everybody, it's Malik here, and I am someone who works at Xbox with way too many jobs to list, and you're listening to the Party Chat Podcast. Xbox on.
0: Game on, baby! Wow! To do this. Hello and welcome to the Party Chat podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, the Podfather Ross Miller, and this week I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle. It's Uncle Jesse. Hey now, and the Lord and MV Cheese. It's Reese.
2: Just your Lord now. I'm not the Lord and Savory Snack. I'm just your Lord.
0: Yeah, well it's getting too long. You're right. And a girl that sometimes dresses up as cosplay characters and is a terrible at introductions. It's Karina.
3: <laughs> I'm just awful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you've got a really which nice hat. hat.
3: A nice hat. Yeah. It's the hat in your picture. Which hat? Oh, hat. I had to be like which hat, because I know I never wear hats. <laughs> yeah, I got a nice hat. That that's all you need. Who needs introductions when you have good hats?
0: That's tr- not true, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we in a week where we literally have no news to talk about, but we do have an amazing interview later on with Malik Prince, who is the project manager of the MVP MVP program and lots of lots of other jobs. But we have an interview with him later on coming up, so you will have that to look forward to. But we traditionally get this podcast started with what we have been playing. And in the tradition of Ladies First, I'm going to go with you, Karina.
3: Oh, I've been playing all sorts. So I attended EGX Reds down in London
2: uh, Ooh,
3: is, on Saturday. Did you meet Agostino? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I had a good chat with them what night and I showed me all the uh, idea Xbox games. got a photo. Got, I got a balloon that I still have. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep it as long as possible. I, I don't really know no, how long it'll last. Is it a
0: helium balloon?
3: Yeah, I was really tempted to kind of... No, you've got to do this.
0: After the interview, you're going to do the outro, and it's going to be you swallowing the helium. If, that's the only way we're doing it. Yeah, Just to say, do not try that at home, but that's what's happening.
3: <laughs> this is it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> professionalism. Uh, but no, and I got a free, a free little uh, Idea Xbox hat, uh, which just... I just, see? speaking of hats, see, see I've, got, hats. I've got a cool idea, Xbox ones, see, they link, they link. Um, but yeah, no, I tried uh, quite a lot of games, quite a variety of games. Uh, one of my favourite ones, though, I'm going to bring up is called Jump Gunners. So basically, it's this like little platform game, um, local co-op, although we're somehow trying to work it out if we can, uh, with Mixer's new, going back to what we mentioned last week, how Mixer's including the controller now, so a second person can control your game. Uh, we're gonna try and sort of make this. Lo- A few of us are gonna try out this local co-op game, but try it via Mixer and see if we can kind of make it multiplayer. Don't know if it'll work, but we'll try it out. But um, basically, with jump gunners, you you literally just have to kill your opponent, but it's just with one shot. So you're like this tiny little avatar, and you're just jumping around, and you're just trying to blow each other up, and it, it's just it's just pretty funny just to do because you're just running around, grabbing grenades, burning people, trying to knock them off, and. There's different uh, modes, capture the flag, and it's, it's just one of the funny games. Like every every level is probably like, well, no, each game probably lasts like a minute. Um, well, not game round, sorry. Probably lasts like a minute. Not even that. Probably about thirty seconds. Um, but no, that's it. it was ju- it was just funny to play? Absolutely funny sounds, to play. Sounds a uh, bit like
2: Black and White Bushido, but with guns.
3: Ah, uh, I don't. I've not played that, Ross. Right.
0: Uh, it does sound a bit like that. So is it arena based?
3: Uh, kind of. Yeah, I suppose. Is it three D, two D, two D, two D? Um, sounds
0: like IDAB. Almost, but with yeah. guns. Oh, IDAB. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hmm. I'm a, Interesting. I'm going to that. Yeah, up. yeah, I'm say, yeah. I'm this it, up, It's yeah? one of those that it's just like such a quirky little uh little game, and it it's just funny because you just want to just kill the other person, uh, and they explode <laughs> into tiny pixels, which is always satisfying. Um but, but no, the best bit about it was uh I was speaking to Ego. Um hey Ego if you're listening. Um but we were we were discussing it and the developer apparently was just uh it's just one developer, which I thought was really cool. That like he uh I thought it was a team. Turns out it was just one guy on his own and he basically just dropped absolutely everything. Uh which kinda goes a little bit into the interview later on, but yeah, this guy just basically took a risk, dropped absolutely everything uh, that he did, and just went. You know what? I I want to get. I want to make a game. That was my. You know, that was his dream, and that's what he went and did. Um, and no, I definitely, I definitely give it a go. I think it's one you can either you know just play very quickly if you want a quick game with your friends. But I definitely advise playing with others. I mean, you can play it single player with an AI, but it's just so much funnier with uh, with friends. Uh, what else do I play? Oh I tried out Gang Beasts. I love Gang Beasts. It's so it's good. It's the best. I it's, can't uh, wait for I, that to I, come to Xbox. Did they have a I release know.
2: date
3: yet? Yeah? We we tried to we tried to get one out of them, but they were just like, hmm, we don't know. And we're like, yes you do know, please give us <laughs> please give us a release <laughs> date. But um no, uh, unfortunately we didn't manage to get we did ask quite a few people, but we uh didn't manage to get any information on that. Unfortunately, but I, I I'm buying that as soon as that comes out on Xbox. Cannot wait whatsoever. It's just, it's just such a good good game, isn't it? Right, there's it's nothing fun. satisfying than just chucking your chucking your friend off the edge of I you think, know I think a, a, anything it is.
2: like we're gonna have to make it a game of the week. I think just selfishly, I don't think anyone no, <laughs> no, no objections, right?
3: No, I'm fine with that. We need to we need to definitely all, all four of us just go against each other and see who wins. She's so the uh, ultimate gang beast. <laughs> um,
0: so, I'm, I'm going to win that. You, you said you went to EGX Rest. Yeah. Um, overall, EGX Rest is a worthwhile trip. You know, there's indie shows all around the world. Is it something you would recommend going to?
3: I would. Um, it's. I think it's a four day event. Now, I only went for a day. You could easily do it in two. Um, I wouldn't say you wouldn't really need to go all four days unless you actually you wanted to try every single game. Um, but like I say, there's so many indie games I played, and you know, there's a variety of things. It's good for networking. It's good for um, all sorts of genres, uh, developers. Um, I definitely advise it actually because I was kind of, I don't know, I kind of never looked towards it. Now I know uh, we've mentioned before a few of us go to EGX in the NEC in September, and that's a massive convention, and that is like the big one. Obviously, Res is like a tiny. It's it's quite small in comparison. But if you're a big indie lover, even if you're not, I'd still, I'd still go and give it a go. Um, but like I say, you just need the weekend. I don't think you need all four days. Um, I went on a Saturday. It was quite busy, but, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't overly crowded, which sometimes can be an issue in conventions. And the location's really nice because everything's based in individual rooms rather than one big open plan space, which you'd think would be a bit odd, but actually it made it quite nicer uh nicer to just kind of present a bit more presentable more than anything so yeah if anyone is around i'd definitely give res to go um but yeah you only need to go i probably say at the moment i mean i'm guessing it's just going to keep expanding i mean this is the first time i've been but yeah you could probably just go for the weekend
2: you've you've really yeah. got to see games come one day karina like it's oh
3: the, i do that, that's like my that's like, my next goal
2: like egx really is like what ten thousand people maybe Jeez, I don't even know. I think it was fifty
0: thousand last time. Oh so. well,
2: yeah. Either way, uh, Gamescom is like three hundred eighty thousand oh, wow. people, Good and it's Lord. just that you, you say, "Oh, it's a bit crowded." Yeah, <laughs> you ain't see nothing. Oh
3: until no, you've I've seen heard Gamescom is the just The with people
2: because Gamescom is set in like these big halls, and there's these indoor hallways that connect them all, and it's when there's like people everywhere cosplaying with, with giant wings, and it's just. It's insane, but it's. We'll have to do a Gamescom one day. That that'll be. Actually, the,
3: that's why I need to figure out great. how to how do you transport cosplay effectively? <laughs> if anyone knows, uh, seriously, if anyone well, knows, I've, please yeah, I've, let I've, me yeah. know.
2: You have to assemble it there.
3: Yeah, you you is have me. to transport I it in yeah,
2: you, don't, you don't travel it's not, it's on it, not a,
0: Karina. It's not. Like, you don't have to get on a plane. Oh. I mean,
3: oh wait, I have done <laughs> that as well.
0: <laughs> right, Lord, but, uh, Clay. What about you? Yeah, I have been playing
4: a bunch of different stuff. Um, I was playing Adventure Pals again. I beat Hi-yo. that game. Um, and then I have done everything in my ability to 100% that achievements list for that game. And there is one achievement that is glitched that will not pop for me. Which one? Which- Uh, It's the one to copter for.
2: Oh my god! I've been trying that since the beginning of the game.
4: Yep, yep. It will not go. And then I finally found on some random forum. I think a developer published something, posted something that says, "Yep, we're aware of the issue, and we're working with Microsoft to try and get this resolved." So, Uh, I think
2: I've been wasting my time this whole way through. Oh
4: yeah, I I easily sat there for like fifteen minutes. Jump, jump, jump. Hover, 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 hover. Jump, 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 hover, 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 hover. Oh yeah! Oh, like I well. undis- <laughs> oh, now, oh, I was as well.
2: I was as well.
4: That game. I had a lot of fun with that game, though. I ended up having a yeah. lot of fun with it. Um, definitely a nice, nice fun game to check out. The again, I think, like we said last week, the visual is really cool. You know what really surprised me, man, was um, Dengun Feveron. Oh, I you got into it. Holy crap. I'm surprised I have not had I uh, – I haven't had a, like a seizure or something. <laughs>
2: <when> <laughs> I, I warned you. you.
4: <laughs> but it's pretty dang fun. I, I finally switched over from the normal mode to fever mode. I remember you mentioning yeah, that. and I, I, was like, I thought oh, you
2: would do it last I've week. Got, was,
4: I've got to find fever mode. Where did I find oh, – I was like, oh, I right, found the menu going to this. I was like, oh, this is fun. So I played nothing but fever mode over the weekend for – I don't know, a few hours, and it was just an absolute blast. Um, the other one that I'm about ready to throw my controller against the wall that I started playing was 10 Second Ninja. Yeah. yeah. That is not for me. That, that game is d- driving me absolutely mad. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't express how frustrated I can get. I rarely get very frustrated with games. (laughs) It's like, die, die, reset. No, reset. No, reset. No, (laughs) It's the most fast paced, twitchy, um, gameplay that I've ever, that I've ever done. Uh, the other one that I'm really getting into that I'm not too far in is uh, a game that I think was a games with gold title. of few years back was the swapper i heard somebody talking about that on the subreddit over the weekend and they were saying how much good they enjoyed game. the game and it's really good it's really cool little puzzler where you basically clone yourself and i think i've must have killed about a thousand of my clones by now <laughs> just <let you> wait. <laughs> mass mass murdering myself over and over again <laughs> dropping them off ledges <laughs> uh, appa-
2: apparently this game has a pretty um a pretty like heavy ending so so oh really with all oh. the killing
4: oh okay <laughs> maybe i'll go a little bit easy on the uh <laughs> i was screwing around less than i was like i wonder if i could like uh, Spawn a guy, teleport into him Spawn a guy, teleport into him Spawn a guy, teleport into him <laughs> yeah. It's like dead, 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 dead <laughs> Bodies piling up on the ground Yeah, it's fun, it's fun time Fun, fun, fun time
2: Piling buddies, fun for the whole family
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's about it for me I mean other than, of course I've been playing some PUBG And uh, playing the last two nights With my buddies And have been playing like Absolute garbage. We can usually get at least one or two chicken dinners every time we get on, but man, I've been playing just like absolute garbage. I think we dropped – it must have been 10 or 12 times right in a row in a very short period of time where it was like land, die, land, die immediately. It was just immediate getting shot in the face with shotguns and micro-Uzis uh, over and over again. Ross, what have you been doing? I – well –
0: as people may notice um I missed last week's podcast because I wasn't very well. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really have the energy to be playing games. I've played very, very little up until about Friday and um, when I started getting feeling or started feeling a little bit better. But I basically, my, my son has been bugging me about getting into streaming and he's too young. He's, he's not allowed to, to go on himself. So the two of us have been streaming some Fortnite. And, yeah. And all I want to say is kids of today, you need to get outside more. What? You need to get out because it's too good.
2: Oh, he's too good.
3: Oh, actually, no, I can confirm he is so right. He, he has played he's with Karina. Me a few times. He
0: has played with Karina. And the first few times he played, he, he was hiding, he wasn't getting weapons, he was just learning the game. But now, he, he's he's at a sixth finish, he's at a fourth finish, he's at a, you know, quite a few wow. in his teams, he's learned you, the building of it. Can you
2: imagine how you'd feel if you'd known that, uh, how old is he? Seven, like, seven, yeah. If a seven-year-old whooped you at Fortnite. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I, I was watching him and playing playing some Fortnite with, with him, um, which was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I started playing Batman um, Season 2, which I have mentioned, and it is an utterly fantastic game, but I want to finish it before I give my my full ap- opinion on Telltale's Batman Season 2. So, We'll probably do that in a couple of weeks. I think after episode one hundred next week. Reese, what about you? Did that ever go on sale? Did yeah, it was. In, it was on sale. That's when I picked it up. The, the The both, well, both were both for in sale in the last sale. I think it was like fifteen pounds so twenty bucks for the second season. I think it's usually thirty. I
4: meant, I meant to get the, I meant to get the first one. Um, I heard it was a really good.
0: Is take everything you know about DC and Clay. I know you know a lot about DC, <laughs> um, <laughs> and tear it up. They've <laughs> went their own storyline. Um, yeah, yep. that's what I was interested in. Yeah, and yeah. I love it. I'm excited yeah, about that. and you know, you, what, you you expect when you see a character, you expect them to react a certain way. And although there is similarities to characters like the the Joker and and everyone else, they're different. They are totally turn out different to what you expect and that to me, a reimagining of the the Batman and the Gotham universe is a fantastic way to do a story driven game. I'm excited to to finish season 2, I absolutely love season 1 and I honestly think out of everything Telltale's done since The Walking Dead, I think this is easily the, the best work.
2: Uh, Tales from the I
0: know, I know. Though. I've still not done that, to be fair, so I can't pass judgment. Uh,
2: that's that's going to be one of the funniest <laughs> games ever made. But, uh, so this week I've been playing some uh, Adventure Time as well. Adventure Pals. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the similarity is not uh, not unintentional. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Um, we just, just got up to the uh, the third island. Good game, good game. After you mentioned it last week, Clay, I actually tried out this game, Late Shift, because you you're saying that it was weird. Oh and, yeah, did you, and, and, did you play it? Yeah. I, I played through it once. I I, I opened yeah. it up just to see, right? And then I ended up sitting there through the entire thing. Like I was yeah I was I was riveted, you know, it it's got really high production values. It's like it, watching like a, a it Netflix does. original. It does. It's really crappy acting, but like oh, it's <laughs> <hey, that's> original. <laughs> Yeah, like Netflix originals, yeah. But, and like, for example, it's really cool because the game doesn't pause. Like, you know how in in Telltale games, when you have to make a decision, normally everyone sort of stands there awkwardly for a moment, for the most part. Sometimes they don't. But in this, the movie doesn't actually stop. Uh, So, like, you have to decide quickly. And it it just rolls. Like, the, the movie keeps playing smooth as butter. And it's like... You kind of wonder, did I actually change anything? Because you don't feel any transition with this sort of live action. Right, okay. But uh I, I only played through it once. Um, and I, I thought that was enough. I definitely didn't want to sit through the whole thing again. But um, yeah, I was, was going to cool. say, you
4: should, you should. You should, because I went and did the second time. I tried to remember what the answers were that I gave the first go around. And I basically did the opposite of every one and a few of the scenarios it didn't seem like anything you know it, it didn't it didn't matter uh the outcome was the same but i think the second my second half of the game of my second playthrough was completely different like completely different in a different location different characters <laughs> um yeah yeah, yeah. Um and one of the characters didn't make it out alive in the end and <laughs> you yeah. um that was there sort of all all the way through my first playthrough. So it was very yeah. very interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah.
2: that's that is actually interesting. Yeah. So if anyone's got Game Pass and like a spare half How long's the movie for? Like 45 minutes? Half an hour? I think hour, it's
4: either? only like it's it's no, it's a little it's longer than half an hour. I think it's, it's, it's an probably hour. an hour. I think an hour at most is Yeah. Uh, but
2: it's it's worth checking out if you got a spare hour. It, you won't be you won't be bored at the very least it's it's a a, a fairly generic story but it's it's entertaining and, and it's
4: on game pass if you have game yeah, exactly. pass then it's free. uh yeah it's free yeah um
2: ish, you know uh, ish. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh i also played uh a lot of robocraft infinity did, did you guys see the party chatternator oh, right. oh i yeah. did <laughs> i've been i've been working on it if any of you guys out there listening uh Download the Party Chatinator and like make upgrades to it. Make sure that you let me know so we can continue. Like the Mach Two, Mach Three so editions. Uh, I absolutely got wrecked while playing <laughs> that thing. So Sorry, just to explain,
0: Reese's made the Party Chat logo that was hand constructed for free by Bob Duck and Weave, a friend of ours, right? Our Party Chat logo, and he went and made what his idea or something similar to the Party Chat logo.
2: It's an interpretation. It, don't mess with art.
0: Artistic, I will give you that. Is it a logo? I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> uh, I a uh, disclaimer. I am not good at pixel art, but it's it's kind of yeah. the logo. I mean, if you hey hey hey, make make a better okay. one. The the plans are there, you know. Uh, so please improve upon the party Chatternator. Make it make it the best robot it can be. That game was surprisingly fun, and some of the robots that you see are just hilarious. I almost keep playing just to see who I'm going to be up against next match because you, you never see the same robots twice. And even if you just see like a similar robot, someone has made, like there's like four or five default robots. Everybody has made some sort of modification to them, whether they've added like 50 more guns or replaced the wheels of the race car with like mech legs or, or whatever. Like you never ever see... Same robot twice. I saw a flying box, a flying UPS box (laughs) the other night, and I saw a a TARDIS. I saw a flying penis called the Johnson. Like, you see, you see the craziest stuff. And it's just, it's funny. It's, it's actually, and the game is pretty fun too. I mean, it's really basic, uh, and, and your teammates tend to suck, but, but it is, it
3: is really fun. Yeah. I think you try doing a battle arena when you're not playing with someone. It is so annoying.
2: It's, I think it's because everyone is kids. But yeah, that's <laughs> true. Except the adults making penises. <laughs> that's uh, <all> but, true. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun. And what else did I play? Obviously, the game of the week. And I went back and finished Numa: Breath of Life. Oh yeah,
0: that's a good game.
2: Because uh, uh, I, I wanted to, to to play through the. It's like it's <laughs> kind of like on my to finish list, and I had some yeah. spare time. Yeah, uh,
4: it, I saw that. I saw that as well. That you finished that, you son of a. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're stopping my achievements, boy. Hey, that, that that game is not easy. Okay, so it's like it's not it's not free achievements. It it takes some brain power. I suppose you could use a game it was, it
0: was Games of Gold nearly two years ago, I think, or was it the beginning of last year? Uh, I played through it when it first yeah. became Games of Gold, and that is a good good puzzle game with similarities to the um the. Right now, The Witness, I suppose The Witness is a little bit more involved, but yeah. yeah. See, that's,
2: that's actually why I downloaded it, yeah. Ross, because I've been playing The Witness and, and I was playing, I was, I was really unsatisfied. I mentioned it before. I was like, I need a good puzzle game. And then I thought, I've played like the first three chapters of Numa and really liked it and then sort of stopped. I think it's time to finish. And I, I just sat there and played through the rest of it in a single setting. It was it was great. Well, and it, Highly recommend well, you it. You mentioned
0: it there about the, the indie game of the week. So I think that's a very, very good point to, to move on to to that so reese would you like to introduce this week's indie game of the week
2: this week's game of the week is hellblade Senua's sacrifice and it has been out for a while now i think uh, it came out a year ago uh, on the ps4 and pc and it's finally made its way to the xbox one and it is also the best console version of the game because it is enhanced for the Xbox One X. we got 4K, we've got enhanced graphics mode, and we've got FPS mode as well. Um, And it is a really, really, really awesome game. For those who don't know about it, it is basically a third-person sort of hack-and-slash game, a little bit like, I don't know, Dark Souls or The Witcher, but also not. It's also quite a bit of a, a puzzle game, dare I say it, walking simulator. But the, the main genre is, like out and out, the main genre is psychological horror. And it 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 doesn't look like it if you look at the pictures, like the marketing, but believe me, this game is frightening. And I think it's actually one of the best psychological horror games ever made. Um, it Because it explores psychological horror in a really a really different way. Um, it's not really a spoiler because it's basically all anyone's been talking about, but the main character Senua has schizophrenia and psychosis and she hears voices. Um, and, uh, I-, I was sitting next to someone who, uh, a-, a woman and she, she gets migraines like a lot of women and a lot of men as well do. Um, and there's one particular place where you go into the land of illusion. um, and stuff starts happening on the screen, and she was just blown away. She was like, she said to me, "This is what a migraine looks like." Like, she was like, "This is exactly what I see when I have a migraine." She couldn't believe how, how accurate it was. Um, and yeah, so the voices—they whisper to you, they lie to you, they tell you you can't make it and you're horrible. They argue with each other. In fact, at one point, uh, they tell you to do something, and and I did. I followed their instructions, and they laughed at me. Uh, so it's like. It's a really cool game. Uh, who else here played it? Well, I haven't
0: played it, but I just want to step in here. Zgxrest it, it is that Karina attended, and immediately before that was the BAFTA Awards for video games, um, which is the, yeah. the British Association for the Arts. Um, and this game actually won five BAFTAs, which is that's incredible unheard of. Just to put you know how good this has been critically and received by the PlayStation and Xbox community, this game is blowing everything out the water at the moment. Everything oh, man, out the, the water at the, the moment.
2: The so. story is, like, like I said, the story is probably, in my opinion, one of the best psychological horror tales ever told. And it's an accurate and interesting representation of uh, Nordic like mythology. So, repping my peeps up here in the North. Um, it's one of the most beautiful games I have ever seen like the graphics are stunning and the sound design, it's just, wow. Like play this game with headphones, but I caution you, it might actually make you feel sick if you play it with headphones.
0: That's selling it. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a, it's a weird,
4: it's a, it's a a, a weird experience. That's for sure. Because you're playing it and you're used to, you might've played other games where there's like an inner, monologue that's kind of guiding you along the way um maybe you should go here or do this or tr- something to try to help you this game's kind of doing the opposite
2: <laughs> of that yeah. and like, like i said they they at- you out a little bit yeah I- yeah and they and they because of the way that they recorded the the sound, you don't need surround sound headphones to get a good experience. It's actually a, like a special way of recording, but basically uh, the voices come from all around you and they're all they're all different. Like she her, her her voices have different accents, different tones of voice. They say different things and it's just crazy. So quite I know the, you... uh, the combat's in it is pretty good. Oh sorry, go for so it. Say, Claire, I
0: know you've been playing it as well. What do you think about the combat?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, perfect it is a ninja theory game these guys I have know. experience
4: yeah yeah so um it's it's pretty solid i'm uh comboing the hell out of everything i can it's uh i, I was i honestly went into it not really knowing anything really about the game i thought it was going to be one of these that i'm uh more of the puzzle aspect not really a lot of combat in it and there's surprisingly a good amount of combat in it, and it's tough it can be really tough Ugh. and the uh the interesting dynamic about it is apparently uh, i haven't really have it happened yet is the more you die the more you're progress it's, it's something weird like your so character what, what progresses
2: yeah. No, no. What happens is the game at the beginning, uh, you die. You get into a battle that you cannot win. Uh, right. Slight spoiler, but it happens right at the beginning and you die. And uh, you get like this really freaky cutscene that's amazing. But then the game actually sort of breaks. This is the only time that the game actually ever has a, a HUD. Normally the, the game just begins. There's no HUD. There's no nothing. You just go. But at this one point, text appears on screen. And it's uh, Senua has this curse and it's like a black, her hand is like covered in these black tendrils. And it says, every time you die, the tendrils will grow up your arm. And that's true. I've died a couple of times and I've got the tendrils up to about my elbow now. And it says, if the tendrils reach Senua's uh, head, then the game will delete your save file. Oh. Like you're you're dead for good. Your save file is deleted, and you have to begin again. It warns you right at the beginning. Wow, and it's the uh, day. Yeah.
3: So have you tested it?
2: Yeah. Well, no. Like on a I separate. <laughs> no, a
3: separate
2: <laughs> save file. Well, no. Why would I do that? I want to play the game. But it's it's really it's really cool. Uh, and and it's every time you die, you're like no. And and like a little cutscene of the tendrils getting a little bit longer, and it's like oh ho, ho, come on guys, what are you doing to me? But the combat is good. Like. It's it's simple, but it feels good. And it's really responsive, like really skill-based. I've never once felt cheap. And one thing I really like is that in a lot of games, like say, I don't know, Bayonetta, the, the character is a woman and she's like, you know, uppercutting dudes up into the sky and juggling them with her feet or whatever. But in, in this game, you're actually like a thin, small woman with like a, a thin, short sword. And you're really quick. And all the dudes are like these hulking viking sort of man beasts who are like really really slow uh but they hit like a truck uh so you have to you, you, it feels realistic you know what i'm trying well, to do- say here, right clay like yeah, the dark souls yeah,
0: stuff.
4: you have to dodge and parry and no it's <laughs> sort of dark fa- souls it's,
2: it's way faster than dark souls mm. though
4: it is it definitely is and i actually i found myself um Running into fights now. Oh yeah, right, it's get great. the drop on guys. <laughs> I,
2: the, I love running at the guys with a shield and like coming yeah. in with like a flying kick. Just to, like there's there's these guys with shields, right? And shields are pretty OP. There's a reason Vikings and other warriors use shields because you can't hit them. And so if you're facing up against a guy with a shield, he can just stand there and be like, you know what? you can't you can't do anything and uh, so you, you really have to like knock him back and try and create an opening so the combat it's really complex and it's fun and it's also a little bit claustrophobic because the camera's in really close so you can't see what's behind you or what's to your left hand side and the voices in your head they'll lie to you like they'll tell you you know look out behind you and there'll be nothing or or they'll actually give you a proper warning you can't uh you can't trust them and when when there's more than like like, one-on-one is easy, two-on-one is hard, but when there's more than two, it gets really hard. Mm-hmm. If it's like three or four-on-one, you're really stressed about surviving. Mm-hmm. I, I,
0: I okay. haven't had a chance to play it, uh, I know Karina hasn't as well, but I cannot wait until I've got some time off work, I want to sit down, I want to get into this game. Everything that you've just described sounds so, so good.
2: Oh man, Light, it does. lights off, headphones on, you're going to love it. And if anyone is a fan or at least slightly interested in Nordic folklore, there's these hidden collectibles everywhere that actually are legit and will tell you uh basically it's like a uh a crash course in Nordic mythology, telling you all about the, you know, Odin and the other gods and the, all these other crazy stories uh, from from Nordic folklore. It's really cool.
0: Now All of the listeners of the podcast and the Redditors do have an opportunity to win a copy of this game. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter at PartyChatPod and look for the free Code Friday tweet that we will send out, of course, on Friday. Retweet that and you have an opportunity to get yourself a copy of this game. And from what I hear, you're not going to be disappointed. But I think this would be a good point to move on to the interview. What do you think, guys? Yeah, well, Well, here it
3: is. Xbox Snap, this week's interview.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's interview for episode 99. We have a very cool guest. We have Malik Prince, who is the project manager of the MVP program at Microsoft, as well as the Vodcom lead for the Ambassadors program, host of the Community Minute on last week on Xbox, and also... Somehow, the co-host of the show, tips and tricks on mixer, and maybe even more. Malik, welcome to the podcast.
1: Ooh, all right. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, but that was great. You read that right off my Twitter, right?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and your LinkedIn. I <laughs> have done my research, boy. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> I just uh, so updated uh, that, so yeah, you're on it.
2: If if you see like creepy creepy me stalking you on social media, that's why. But uh, that's you know, perfect. it's. It's great to have you here. Uh, so why don't you just tell us, you know, a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do at Microsoft, you know, other than what I just said, obviously.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you covered it most of it, but I, I would say I'm the, kind of the community guy here at Xbox. Uh, well, let me not say that. I'm I'm a guy who's completely focused on community, so background. I was 10 years old when the original Xbox came out. And so sometimes I don't like telling people that because they say I'm just I'm trying to make them feel old. Because uh, depending on where you were born, you were either older yeah, or younger. That, that like, hurts, like, <laughs> yeah,
2: that hurts, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, and I, I always tell this story, but uh, my we were moving at the time, my family, and, and uh, my dad was like, I'm not going to get you an Xbox. And so I beat him into submission. I was like get me an Xbox. And he was like, I'm either going to get you an Xbox or a bed. And I was like, well, you're my dad, you have to buy me a bed. So I'm just going to say Xbox. And eventually he did get me both. Uh, so I win. And sorry, dad. <laughs> but no, but, but like, what I'll say is that, you know, gaming is one of those things where you you know, you're connected to it, like it informs like it teaches you a lot of things about the world and especially some of the more game, some of the games that delve into story more. And so I grew up just loving video games and, and I love being in the community. And and so when I got here at Xbox, I started on the Tweet Fleet, which is Xbox support on Twitter. Shout out to those guys. I love them. And I know you guys have had the forums agents on as well yeah. uh, before. And, and so I started there and then... The whole time that I was on the Tweet Fleet, I was always suggesting ways for us to be more involved with the community. And so then I got the opportunity to join the Xbox Ambassadors uh, program and and in the in that team and work on video on demand. And basically that revolves around you know finding some awesome videos that you know the gamers are making and then resurfacing resurfacing them and uh, sending them out to the the grander Xbox audience. Because I think we have some pretty good official support videos, but I think there's nothing like you know, a gamer, helping out a gamer. You guys understand that from being on Reddit. Um, And then the MVP program kind of landed in my lap. uh, And it was something that I was really scared about because I already had the ambassador stuff on my plate. But uh, it's just a group of awesome gamers who, you know, have specific areas of interest or run communities like this one on Reddit. Uh, And and they're just all around awesome guys and gals. And so, uh, and then the Community Minute I do, uh, which is uh, a partnership, not a partnership, but uh, it was I was granted the opportunity to kind of showcase the community um, in this week on Xbox, which is great. And then Tips and Tricks is another show, is a show that I do on Mixer with uh, my awesome co-host, Ethan Rothamil. Uh, it's one of the most fun parts of my week every week. So I have a lot going on, but I do it all in the name of community uh, because I truly believe that, you know, gaming, the gaming community is like the most passionate community in almost any form of entertainment. So, yeah, that was a lot. Sorry, but that's That's, a lot. that's <laughs> sure what I do crazy
4: impressive you're basically like the ryan seacrest of, right. oh, of Xbox. Awesome. <laughs> you're every, yeah, thank you you're wow. everywhere <laughs> thank
1: you yeah 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 it, it gets overwhelming every once in a while but uh again like it's just so much fun and and i have to pinch myself every day i walk through yeah. these doors so i'm happy to be here
4: so you, you you are a huge part of the community which means
1: you're playing a lot of games what have you been playing lately oh that's funny everyone always makes fun of me because i say that they, they say i only play three games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> no no! Get, we won't laugh at you here, isn't that no, right, no, okay. <laughs> arena <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, Well, I get I get sucked into uh, a game, and then I I just keep playing, especially multiplayer games. So I'm a big Halo Five fan. Um, we're taping this on the 16th of April, and and the yesterday was the Halo World Championship Finals, so I got to go check out some awesome halo players and um and they you know they killed it and it was just cool that was my first esports event so i play a lot of halo 5 not very good at it but you know sometimes the games that you're not good at are the ones you keep coming back to uh and that's also the case with pubg which i am terrible at and i just love it i i think you know obviously the the battle royale genre is taking off right now and i love me some pubg i play fortnite every once in a while and um and and then i'm then i have these like this group of games that i'll I'll occasionally start like city skylines i'm a big City skylines fan so that doesn't really you know the other two yeah I, i love deciding whether or not to raise taxes or you know take the water away you guys don't need clean drinking water like the decision-making process is just great. You, um,
2: you, you're one of those guys that played theme park as a kid and like, mm-hmm. uh, and like jacked up the salt in the fries, and, yeah, exactly. and, and and the caffeine in the
1: in the coffee and watered down the beer, right? Listen, it's all about profit in those games, <laughs> um, and so that's yeah. So I love those games. Uh, yeah, and, and so I have a few other games that I kind of go to. Battlefield's another great game that I love, and and so. Mostly though, it's Halo and PUBG. I just started Far Cry Five. Uh, I only got thirty minutes into it because I'm so busy, but um, it's a beautiful game. Very beautiful.
3: Oh, I really like Far Cry Five.
1: Quite yeah, a bit. I, I love. I love them coming to America for the first time. I think that it brings, from what I've played and what I've heard, it brings a really unique twist onto what they can do story wise. And so, it's yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get more into it. It's, it's going to be going to be a wild ride.
3: Definitely get a good companion, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, how did you get started at Microsoft?
1: Yeah, so I... I uh, 2014, I... Uh, so basically... During college, uh, I had to actually drive to college, drive to school every day. So it's hour to an hour from. And so because of that, I never really got the college experience. And so I I told myself, as soon as you graduate, you're going to take a year off. You're going to stay at your, your part time job and you're just going to enjoy life. That didn't really last long because three months after I graduated, I, I saw a, um, an application for Xbox support and, and I'm a pretty, sort of a uh, safe guy. I don't like take doing risky things. And so, uh, but this was the one opportunity again for me to work at a place that I loved, uh for a brand that I love. And so I moved from Maryland, which is on the East coast of, of the U S all the way to Washington, 3000 miles, Left all my family and friends behind. It was one of the most insane and and really heartbreaking things that I've done. I think a lot of what you'll find at Microsoft is a lot of people who have transplanted um, because the opportunity is so great here to, to work at such a huge corporation. But what you, you what you lose, what you gain in sort of opportunity, you lose in like being able to like personal relationships that you have. And so that was really tough for me. But you know, I got here and everybody was super nice, and and so I started on Tweetfleet, and it, it we are the uh guinness world record holders for most responsive brand on twitter i, I think we are i don't really? know that was yeah yeah so we've responded to more well this was 2015 when i started i hope it's still true but i'm not sure but uh yeah we we answered more tweets uh the goal of Tweetfleet is to get to every single person uh who tweets us which is insane because it's like a group of like 20 awesome people um it's not like this huge center of, of people but uh yeah, it's it's kind of insane, but their passion and dedication is is kind of inspiring, and I still go and sit there, sit in there uh, during lunch because I, I, those guys and gals are great. So that's how I kind of started, and then and from there, like I mentioned earlier, uh, my my sort of uh, wanting to be in everything community related kind of led me to doing MVPs, ambassadors, and community minute and and mixer stuff. So that's how I got started.
0: Now you mentioned earlier on about the show tips and tracks. It's one of my Uh favourites, but for those who maybe haven't seen it, can you let us know exactly what that is?
1: It's one of your favourites. That's so flattering. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's what I like to describe a garbage truck on fire. That's what that's how I describe it. My, my favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, ex- ex- fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So a year ago, we started working on. Uh, obviously, Mixer Beam went to Mixer, and we started working on. They started working on original programming, and so they had an idea for a show. It's uh, I can actually recite my li- Our lines from the beginning. It's the show that helps you get the most out of your gaming experience. Uh, we'll give you tips on the latest features and tricks on tackling the newest games no matter where you play. And so it's, it's not so much an Xbox focused show. It's like, it's Xbox, PS4, and PC. I think it's mostly Xbox just because of the fact that we're in, you know, a Microsoft building, but, and it's easier. But it's, it's just a show that you can watch every Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Sorry for the plug. Uh, but it's, it's a great way to, uh, just to have fun. Honestly, me and my co host, Ethan Rothamel uh, he's, he's just awesome. We're around the same age and we kind of enjoy a lot of the same things and we, we just have a, a ton of fun. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's really awesome. I don't know how to just, dis- how else to describe it, but it's just us goofing around and being silly and giving you tips. So, yeah.
2: So what's it like doing there, like a live performance like that? Like, do you get nervous or do you, do you sort of get used to it?
1: Oh, I get nervous about everything. I got nervous for this. I get nervous when I go into meetings. I get nervous when I'm getting a cup of water in the kitchen here. It's, I'm just <laughs> a nervous. Um, but no, I yeah, I, I definitely get nervous. Uh, I, I actually do jumping jacks all the way up until we go live. So sometimes you, you can go back and watch a VOD and see I'm a bit out of breath because I'm doing jumping jacks all the way until I go live because uh, there's a lot of nervous energy in, uh, in my body. And so I got to get it out by doing jumping jacks. But uh, yeah, it's I've definitely gotten better at it, but uh, for some reason, I'm a very shy person in real life, and uh, which some people don't see. But um, what happens is uh, when that camera goes goes on, I know that I have an objective, uh, which is to entertain or inform or whatever whatever the objective may be. It's like a switch, and so. I'm able to just kind of put it aside for the hour or however long the show goes, and just kind of focus on on my objective. It's it's like a heightened version of yourself. You guys kind of know from being on the podcast, but um, being on camera, you, you just you have to be you have to be yourself times ten or times hundred or whatever. Um, and so that can get pretty exhausting. But I, I go into every show just completely nervous and jittery. Um, but it's it's again, it's so much fun, and and it's one of the things that I want to continue to do because I, I love watching uh the progression and, and and getting better um so i love that show and i hope you guys watch, yeah, watch. I, would
4: have, I would have never guessed I would never guessed by how you appear on camera that you're ever ever nervous or have any nerves seem very very,
1: natural, very yeah, natural people say that a lot maybe i'm just good at masking it but inside i am screaming i am screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy it's I, so I, I do
4: I do have a, uh, a super important question for you. Um, okay. Who picks the theme music for the show? Oh
1: man, that is a great question. It's funny because I I, I certainly don't have that that sort of uh, that sort of call. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, they I, they just I don't know I don't know who made them or picked them. But I I do remember just there's a certain part in that song that gets me every time. It's just so weird mashup of sounds it seems like uh that i don't know yeah i'm not sure who who i can find them for you if you hate it that much and we can take
2: yeah. <laughs> oh no, no hate it no, i love no, it no. I enjoy
1: it okay
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> drag them in here son
1: yeah they must be
2: held accountable before the <laughs> <Exactly>. internet <laughs>
1: yeah it's not my favorite song I'm, I'm actually not too fond of it but uh a lot of people do like it so
4: Oh, it's good. Which, uh, i do want to ask you though about your video you're, you're also the video on demand manager for the ambassador ambassadors program what the hell is that like what is that
1: yeah uh, and, and now i have somebody helping me oh my my office mate here chris callister uh maybe i shouldn't say full name but anyway my buddy chris here uh he he actually helps uh uh, with that. But basically, what we do is um, we have a group of ambassadors who really love creating videos. That's their way of connecting with gamers because the ambassadors pro- program is all about gamers helping other gamers out. And so we have a group of people who are really great at making videos that are informative. Um, but we realized that, you know, that group of people is pretty small in the grander scheme of things. Not everybody likes being on camera. So what we activate ambassadors to do is, hey, maybe you don't like being on camera, but maybe you love YouTube and you love finding videos. And so we kind of help uh, reward gamers for even finding helpful videos. So they'll go on YouTube and then they'll go on our ambassador's website and they'll submit a video. And from there, uh, other ambassadors can vote up or down on the video and then we look at like this huge spreadsheet and we can kind of see What people are liking from what was submitted and then we go in and we we uh, Promote that video through our various channels and and sometimes we work even closer with the people who've made the videos We say hey your videos have been recognized by the community. Would you like to do a um, more videos or here's a game uh, for you to play through it if you if you want to make videos on it go for it and so it's really our way of, of using uh, you know everyone learns a different way and we have uh, different ways in the ambassadors program for us to kind of get those teachings out and videos just one way so I kind of work along with Chris uh, to to sort of get those videos out to the grander Xbox audience
4: cool is there a way uh, if someone has a video to submit it
1: and yeah yeah, all you have to do is join the Xbox Ambassadors program uh, and you can go to ambassadors.xbox.com slash join. Uh, and uh, there's some really low requirements like 1500 gamers score, um, just to get in. And I forgot the other two, but it's on the website. It's on the site. And, and from there, you can just go to the video gallery and you can submit whatever videos you'd like that are Xbox related. And it's really simple and you get XP, which helps you unlock some really cool rewards. We've given away consoles. We've given away controllers, games, a whole bunch of stuff, and so it's it's really an awesome way to help your gamers out, help other gamers out. So, uh, and again, that's community. So I love it. Very cool. Yeah.
3: So I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier on, but would you like to tell us a little bit more about the community minute that you do?
1: Yeah, the community minute, man. That let's see, what can I say about it? Uh, So I think community minute kind of stemmed from uh, some of the stuff that we. We see in the like in the community and like the focus is on telling community stories or showing community clips, um, sometimes tips given by the community. It's just our way of um, of just highlighting the community. And it's inside this week on Xbox, of course, Major Nelson show. Um, and we see the amount of people who watch this show every week on YouTube. The viewership is really great on the console as well. So the idea behind the community minute is just to um, take some of the time within the show to put a spotlight back on people who are great within the community. And so um, the idea that they would even let me be on camera and that is, is super humbling. I, I really do appreciate it. And it's, it's one of the things that I don't, I take very seriously because I, I think um, we have some awesome stories out there in the community um, that need to be told. And And sometimes I even come on the Reddit and see if somebody's like, done something really cool and i'll reach out to them i don't always get a response back but like i guess the the people who visit the subreddit can know like if you t- if you find a great story on a community member or you uh you think somebody should fe- be featured on that you can just tweet me and uh i will definitely look into it because i i have to come up with something every week so eventually it's going to get harder uh <laughs> but right now that's that's kind of what it is and i, I love doing it
0: What about space for scottish podcasters with that no. Yeah, uh,
2: we've already yeah, had finished course. ones on there. <clears yeah, <clears <throat> you just we, we said. About no, I was about about said We don't talk. About <laughs> we, don't, we don't. Don't do. on Okay. <laughs> With my glorious hair that everyone talked about.
1: It was great. It was a, a really great submission. It's funny because we actually filmed that twice, and um, but we only used the first one. Um, they used
2: the worst one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It became a, a time thing, but I think they were yeah. both great in your defense, reach. Yeah, they were both great. <laughs> Thanks.
0: So, recently, you have became, um, or your most recent job at Microsoft is PM of the MVP program, of which, of course, our very own Cheese is a member. Um, For those those who don't know about the MVP program, because I don't think Reese has ever mentioned it, can you describe (laughs) it to us? What exactly is an Xbox MVP?
1: Yeah, let me just pull up the website real quick. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, the MVP program um, and a lot of people actually are not 100 percent sure of the difference between MVPs and ambassadors. Um, and and the difference is kind of in the numbers. Right. So there are around 90,000. There are thousands of ambassadors. Um, but from the Xbox community, we have about 53 MVPs. And so you kind of can see how exclusive it is. It's almost like one in a million based off of active users on Xbox, roughly. Uh, and so uh, these are just awesome community leaders uh, who kind of, they they show something great, whether or not they're working in a community or maybe they, are, um, they do a charity or just something special about them. Um, And to become an MVP, they're nominated by another gamer. So, for example, Delicious Cheese Reese was nominated by somebody else. Um, So it's really utilizing the community to be our eyes and ears and and tell us who they think should be an MVP. But they are just all around amazing people who have a real pulse for the community and for Xbox and and can kind of help shape the future of Xbox through various. Obviously, they're all NDA would and they hear about cool stuff. Uh, before it's released, but they're able to come in and say, hey, we don't think this would land well with gamers or we think this should be a little bit different. Um, and so uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, just a great program where we, where we honor some really awesome people. And in turn, they help uh, Xbox with things going forward. It's not the best. I'm still working on it. I've, I've been PM for less than a year and, and I still don't, I still don't have it quite down, but it's pretty awesome, and you can actually go to mvp.xbox.com for more information. And we're going to be making a brand new website that looks better than the one we have now. So stay tuned for that; it should be awesome. But uh, I'm I'm really like honored to be that I was even asked to run it. Um, I take that again very seriously like I do all the things um because I think this group these group this MVP group they're just so special and at the MVP Summit is it was a great example and I got to see that for the first time in person and I was completely blown away the MVP Summit just was chock full of amazing amazing sessions amazing uh just tear-jerking moments even that uh it, it just something I'll remember for the rest of my life
2: it was really fun yeah, I was gonna.
1: I
4: was gonna say we we've heard a little bit of it from from Reese, but I mean, for our, for our... <laughs>
2: you couldn't see me while he was saying about how amazing MVPs were. I'm just like here flexing. Of course, you guys. Can see it.
4: <laughs> yeah, of course.
2: I, I was just can you just tell everybody what what is
4: the summit, and then mm-hmm. what was it like to be involved to organize
1: and put all that together? <laughs> Great, great second question. The, well, because uh, that it was, it was hell the second part. But I'll start with the first part. <laughs> <laughs> the first part, uh, the MVP Summit. It's our one uh, once a year, our annual uh, opportunity to invite the MVPs to summit, uh, or to the Microsoft campus here, and and meet face to face with a lot of the teams who are working on various projects within Xbox. And again, so like they they are privy to like a lot of stuff that are all, all of it's under NDA, but a lot of stuff that, um, hasn't been released to the public yet. And, um, and we have, you know, we, we go out and we have evening activities. Um, but again, a lot of the, a bunch of the day is spent in this kind of, uh, movie stop movie seating type room where we just listen to someone talk. And so it can kind of sound, sound kind of boring, but, uh, you know, when you love Xbox, you, you're just, happy to be there and you're happy to hear a bunch of the things that the teams are working on and so um that's kind of what mvp summit is just a three-day opportunity for the mvps to come out and meet teams and, and just have a fun time and, and kind of you know get re-energized for the next year um and the, so the second half of that is the planning uh that was terrible <laughs> i, I love I the summit the summit was great And if I could, you know, forget everything that happened leading up to it, that would be even better. But uh, being that this was my first year putting it on, there was a lot of learning as I go um, and a lot of things that came up last minute that kind of really put the whole summit in jeopardy. And so uh, I really appreciate all of the patience that a lot of the MVPs had. Uh, do, as i worked out a lot of that stuff because again i, I do have so many other things that sometimes i worry that uh, they're not getting as much love as they deserve or as I'm, as i should be able to give them but you know a lot of them were uh very understanding and, and i really do appreciate that uh, and i owe them a lot because i went i i just i remember waking up some days and just thinking my goodness i have to go in and deal with like seven different fires that are putting this entire event in jeopardy and like it's one thing if it's a new thing, but you know, a lot of these MVPs have been here for a long time and they have a certain expectation. And I am extremely hard on myself. A lot of the employee, or a lot of my coworkers would tell you. And so it was just one of those things that was was quite overwhelming. But, you know, the the good part is, you know, after it's all done, you can kind of look back and see what you accomplished and, and that's super rewarding for me. And so I, I guess I wouldn't take it away at the end in the end, all of the planning, but uh, it was yeah, it was no fun. <laughs> I, I gotta was- say. You did an amazing job, man. I mean, appreciate that. Yeah.
2: So, no, seriously. The other MVPs, we all talked about, like how how awesome it was. Uh, they all agreed that it was like the best summit ever, and that's why we we went and signed that T-shirt for you to make sure that you knew that
1: we uh, oh, that we appreciated it. The T-shirt, yeah, I have the T-shirt with all the mvp signatures here i got to figure out where to put it because i also have a t-shirt that phil signed which was also a a big surprise for me as well um but yeah i uh, i really appreciate these t-shirts so i'm gonna i'm gonna cherish them for sure
3: so whereabouts do you want the mvp program to go in the future like what would you say is your ideal situation do you want the program to expand or do you want to just keep it at the same pace that it's going at the moment
1: oh that's a great question so i think um there's kind of two answers to that. I think as far as expanding in, in number, I don't know. That's that's decided by people above me. You know, it, it's all budget stuff. Um, but I would love to get. I think the idea is to get more MVPs. My goal, my hope, is to get more MVPs, and really base that around inclusion of you know different races, different uh, you know abilities, different interests. Like I, I want it to be representative of the entire ex, you know gaming audience. I don't think we're quite there yet quite there yet. I think we have some ways to go, but inclusion is super important here at Microsoft. It is an accessibility and, and all those kinds of considerations are super important. And, and I totally understand why they are. And so for me going forward, it's making sure that, you know, when a gamer, no matter who they are, looks at the MVP program, they feel like they have representation. Um, they feel like somebody is going to be their voice uh, and be able to say, Hey, maybe I can't play with both of my hands, but I know, and I, but I know somebody's going to be at the MVP summit or going to be an MVP that's going to fight and make sure that, you know, my sort of experience is taken into consideration. Um, the second part of that is sort of around awareness. I want to make sure that, uh, and, you know, the, the question of what the difference between an ambassador and an MVP is not an experience or a question that's unique to people outside of the program or outside of the company. Um, many people inside of the com- company are not fully aware of the difference. And so uh, for the next um, six months, my, my real focus is on making sure that um, mm-hmm. within Microsoft, there's a, a true understanding of the value of MVPs. And, and from there, once those teams understand the, the value of MVPs, they can then nominate MVPs themselves who would help their, who are going to help their team. So, you know, if I'm on the Game Pass Team and I know an MVP who would be per, uh, a gamer who would be perfect to be an MVP. And I know that gamer is also going to be able to give me valuable um, information and insights. I can nominate them. And, and I think we'll just get to a place where we have better, uh, more diverse MVPs. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm really happy with who we have. And and I didn't touch on this before, but there's a yearly renewal process, which the MVPs you have to be renewed every year. Um, and so it's, it's a constant. <laughs> yeah. So you better be on your toes, Reese. Uh, no, but it's a, it's a yearly thing. And so uh, nobody's in there for too long. So it's, it's uh, definitely uh, one of those things that you have to constantly be on. Um, but uh, again, it's not like we don't ever want it to be feel like work. We want it to be because it's not. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone who's there is happy to be there. And so we, we, we uh, reassess that every year. So, yeah. So uh, is there any job at Microsoft you don't actually do? is there anything on microsoft that i don't do uh i am not a technically savvy per- person so anything that has to do with <laughs> computers uh i barely got the skype thing working because uh, we use uh skype for business we have outlook set up and so it's so much easier um but I, I anything tech savvy i will not be a part of unless that team wants it to burn in a fire that's the only way that they'd ever include me on anything like that but uh I, I don't know. I, there's so many other things that I would love to do that I don't currently do. Uh, it's a matter of them letting me because they know <laughs> that I just want to be a part of everything forever. It's so cool. So, so
2: Phil's Phil didn't actually like sign that that shirt as like a gift, but like a warning,
1: like right. st-
2: step <laughs> off, son. Yeah, exactly. You
1: think so? Oh, man, if I were head of Xbox for a day, that would be great. I don't know. I don't know what I would actually do. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm. It, very stressful. Yeah. If I thought MVP summit was bad. No, but I, I, you know, that's a man. I, I see Phil every once in a while, at least walking through the, uh, through the, uh, you know, hallways here. And it's truly inspiring because I don't know it. I don't know. Maybe some people have an impression that, you know, you have Phil Spencer head of Xbox and that he's in this, you know, unreachable place in the building, but no, he's, he's out, he's in the building, walking around, talking to people, super genuine person. And I use that as inspiration, Um, him and Larry and and Aaron Greenberg and and everybody that you see on Twitter, you know, engaging with the community. They're just that just as uh, gracious and and willing to give you their time in person. And for a corporation this big, that doesn't always happen. And so I'm constantly inspired and motivated by those people. And I'm not just saying that because I think they might be listening. I I truly believe it. I I (laughs) think, I think, like, honestly, like, I, I don't know what I expected, but I'm afraid that people are like, like uh, I was afraid that people would be um, completely unapproachable, but that has not been the case at all. And and so um, I look f- to those people for inspiration. But I would not—I probably would not want his job because I can see the Reddit post now: Malik Prince ruins everything about Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, fifteen thousand upvotes. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I know, right? <laughs> now, one thing just on the topic of, of Phil. Actually, I've actually got a bit of a fever. To, to ask you. Now, oh, no. You, oh, uh-oh. Uh, now, I've not actually mentioned this, I don't think, in the podcast, but I, I had a dream once, and I'm going to set the scene. <laughs> it is E3, okay? <laughs> everyone is sat in their seats, so they've got the expectation of Phil about to come out to give us a huge announcement. As he walks onto the stage, the cheers all start, and everyone stops for a second because he's wearing a T-shirt, with my face on it.
1: Oh, okay. Is that so you want me to,
0: that, yeah, you, you're going to have to help me with this because I'm getting
4: nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about
2: that. We'll, I, we'll talk I actually to- forgot. I forgot Ross to ask him when I, when I met him at summit, actually,
1: oh, oh, sorry, uh, I dropped you, the ball. You're dead. To so me. you want, you want, are <laughs> dead to me, it's dead to me. Uh, so you want, Your face on Phil's shirt. Like you know, last year that's that might be a tough ask because last year he only wore one shirt the entire press briefing. I know.
0: I'm I'm willing I'm willing to go the whole conference with just my face on his shirt. Like it doesn't have to be for one particular session or (laughs) one particular part, you know, it can be the whole thing if he wants. I really don't mind. Yeah.
1: Perfect. I, I'll I'll pitch it to him that way. Yeah. Instead right. of wearing multiple shirts, just wear one at Ross's face the entire time. Exactly. There That's you go. Not okay. much task. Not much task. <laughs> not much at all. But no, I uh, on the point of E3, I'm super excited about it. Um, getting to meet so many people. Um, within the industry. Last year was my first time going, and uh, it was just so profound to be there. When I got my badge that, you know, and it said my name and it said Microsoft Corporation, being somebody who watched E3 for years and years and years, um, to be able to represent, you know, my company or Xbox in any way was just overwhelming. It was insane. It was one of the best times of my life. And so, uh, yeah, it was just fantastic. So I'm super excited. And 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 so you get me that shirt and i will personally oh, deliver it to his office i'm, I'm not saying oh, Malik, can you
0: i'm not yeah, saying I'm not. he's he's got to make it himself I'm not Oh, honest. he's
2: got to <laughs> <laughs> make it wow, the <laughs> qualification on that. Wow. No, I was just gonna ask Malik, can you see our show notes? Because you just like legit answered the next question. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: about I have a tendency E3. to over talk and answer answer next questions. Yeah. Well,
2: what are you hoping to see at E3? I'm still in your question, clay You can ask the next one.
1: Oh, what nope. am I hoping to see at E3? And the weird part about it is because I work here, people will take anything that I say as gospel. So I can't I can't say specifics because I I don't I don't actually know anything, but I'm afraid that people are gonna take it that way. So what I will say is that I'm, I'm really excited to see more games. Um, I think, you know, I think all gamers are excited to see what's what's new. And so hopefully there are some really awesome games. And I know there will be. Um, we actually got a chance to speak with Matt Booty, who's like the head of uh, Microsoft Studios. And he said some pretty promising things about, you know, just the direction in general going forward. And so I'm super excited to see what we have planned. But I'm I, for me, honestly, it's just the experience, um, you know, the just the passion inside of the it's going to be the microsoft theater uh this year obviously but in in past years it's been at the galen center in los angeles and just the passion from the fans is just oh man it's like electric there's a certain electricity in the air went during e 3 and i just i'm excited for that to be uh, to be around again so just games and 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 other employees and um, fans of xbox and just chat with them I, i love that so that's what i'm most excited for
4: Community through and through.
1: On okay. your brain. <laughs> so,
4: uh, you know, for anybody that that aspires to be like you or aspires to one day work uh, at Microsoft, what's one piece of advice that you would give somebody out there?
1: Ooh, that's a toughie. Um, probably not to let certain parts of your life like hold you back from aspiring to do it or from going for it. I know being on the East Coast of the US, it was a tough the entire video almost the entire video game industry is on the West Coast. And for me, it was never even a thought that I'd be out here. Um just because you know, it's it's kind of a big move to leave every everything you know behind and just take a leap of faith. But you know, sometimes you have to Oh man, it's gonna sound so cliche. Sometimes you have to believe in yourself, you know, and just like trust your gut. It does when you say it like that. I know. Well, yeah, I had to emphasize how how bad it sounded and how corny it sounded, but like it's kind of true. Like sometimes you need to know that your passion is is going to drive you. I always I always say like skills and 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 sort of technical knowledge is is a commodity. Anybody can learn those things, right? But I think when you have passion or you really want to do something, whether it be video games or anything in general, like that will always see you through because it'll push you to work harder, right? It'll push you to do things. It'll push you to spend more hours working on something that somebody may, you know, throw up their hands and say, "I'm done with this." It, it'll push you to work long nights, eh, even when you're not necessarily allowed to. Hopefully, my bosses aren't listening to it, but it'll push you to <laughs> to, to to work harder and and people recognize that and and they'll. All, and they'll take note of that. And um, so that all I gotta say, work hard, believe in yourself. All the things that you read on inspirational posters, do them because they're there for a reason. Uh, and yeah, and hopefully, and, and just network, obviously. The video game industry, we live in a time where Twitter is super, uh, pre- like social media in general is super, it's, it's our culture essentially. And so your ability to connect with people who work in the gaming industry it has never been as great as it is now. And so use Twitter, use the tools, social media as tools to, to start those conversations with people in the industry and ask how you can, how you can uh, further your, your um, sort of mind share uh, in whatever space you want to want to want to get into. So that, those are my, those are my words of wisdom.
2: That was glorious, man.
1: Asterisk on wisdom, because you know, wisdom is subjective, <laughs> but I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Now, the question that you fear, I know you listen to the podcast, so you may have an idea exactly what is coming right now. But what the Redditors and listeners of this podcast want to know is which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch?
1: Oh man, what a question! Uh, so I do know, I did know that that was coming, and I was thinking about it all last night, and it was causing me anxiety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I asked my uh, my roommate, uh, I don't know, you guys, Mister Beep from the Xbox 4, Sean. Uh, I was like, "What do I answer that tomorrow? How do I answer that tomorrow? And uh, does it have to be a classic video game character? Can no, classic is subjective.
0: But? Subjective.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, so I was gonna say. All the PUBG characters that kill me in the final circle. That's who I would like to punch and knock. I think I could knock them all out. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true. um, But I just get so angry when I'm in the final circle and like top 10. And uh, and I just die. And then I realize I have to go all the way back to the very beginning and jump off that stupid plane. Uh, So... <laughs> I think I'll I don't re- think it's
0: a question actually which yeah. um which video game character would you like to hit in the face with a frying pan
1: There you go <laughs> I hit like in the face with a frying pan all the PUBG characters were in that final circle Um I'm I'm just so bad at the game and I I wish that I uh it like I've never wanted so badly to be at a, be good at a game as I have with PUBG it's just it's just so sad but um maybe I'll get better but those are that's the only thing I could come up with. Uh, maybe, like, I don't know, Kazooie, if we were to go classic. Because Kazooie is just too loud. Too loud. Um, and too obnoxious. Like, I played through the entire Banjo-Kazooie, um, the original one, and I, I just thought Kazooie was very rude um, okay. to all the people <laughs> She, yeah, she's she's bit a, a yeah, she, yeah she's pretty she's not super nice and i i remember reading some of her lines and i'm just like why are you so mean uh so maybe kazooie if you had to go really classic
2: and, and of course you have to listen like every 30 seconds to it.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah that's another reason that's 100 percent another reason
2: <laughs> well malik that is all the time we have today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been really interesting, really different kind of guests. Uh, last week, it was all about trains. So we're what a roll for, for new kinds of experiences. I hope you had fun. And, I did have uh, fun. That's great to hear. And we wish you all the best and look forward to all the cool stuff that you guys are doing on tips and tricks with the ambassadors, with the MVPs, with everything. And yeah,
1: have yeah, fun with you, that. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I, I, I'm a big subreddit uh the xbox one subreddit uh visitor and i can say that uh the stuff the work that you all do on the subreddit um and the community does on the subreddit they're super beneficial not only to you know just for casual viewing but also to team xbox there are so many and you all know this and have said this before but there are so many teams that rely on the stuff that you do so i just want to say a huge thank you to all of you uh and you just you all are just fantastic
0: so anyway thank you malik for that amazing Interview. Let's hope you make better choices And who are your MVPs for next year. And that's not aimed at anyone.
2: Yeah.
0: No one. Definitely. No agreed. one at all. But no. this month we've been doing a thing called the Achievement Challenge. Now, so far I'm ahead on 16,000 gamer score earned for the month. Guys, what, what? <laughs>
2: I, uh, I'm pretty sure you invented a one in front of that.
0: Okay. Okay. So I haven't got anywhere near the score that I have. I'm going to read out the scores so far. We, we said a few weeks ago and it started last week and we talked about it, about this Gamer Score Challenge and Reese and Clay seem to have surged ahead. But as of right now, the Gamer Score Challenge for the month of April is Reese on 5,645, Clay on 4,010, Ross on 695, and I don't even know how I get that, (laughs) and Karina with 265. She gained.
3: <laughs> I want to know where my extra ones are from because I don't actually know what to
0: to <laughs> I'm uh, You get 55 more points than what you had this time last week. Ooh. So you've done something. <laughs> you've played something to, to get that. But, um, it's been, it's letting people try more games. I know I'm going to have some more free time than what I have so far. And I've got 16 days or 15 days left from when we record this. Um, so I was going to let us play guys. You know, Reese, are anyone going to, is anyone going to catch you?
2: Uh, if you start boosting with, like, little indie games, yes. That's exactly what I'm going
0: to do. I'm just going <laughs> to...
2: That doesn't count. You have to beat me legit. I haven't boosted with any of these games. Yeah,
0: but you've, you've faked achievements. That's what you told me before we started recording. So, anyway.
3: Oh, yeah, that's true. Is this another Photoshop thing <laughs> we No, that's only you <laughs> that <achievement>. That's
0: <laughs> only you that <laughs> <achievement>. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, well, that's
3: yeah. my job.
0: Um, Clay, how are you feeling with that 4,000 gamer score in for the month? Are you happy with that, or...?
4: Uh, actually, you know what? To be honest, I I was trying to dig up the email that I got. I think at the end of the year, I just couldn't find it from Microsoft. I'm pretty sure in this month alone, I've gotten more achievements than I did all of last year.
0: Are you enjoying playing <laughs>
4: games that you wouldn't
0: usually have tried?
4: Oh yeah, actually, actually, I really am. I, I'm. Uh, if anything, this is pushing me to play a ton of games that are on Games Pass or games that were games with gold that I just never got to because I was playing nothing but Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and it's, it's, it's getting me out there. I actually have purchased and I'm excited by next week. I should have played, uh, I do hopefully finished a way out yep. and I'm really looking oh. forward to playing that and, uh, wanna really excited about checking it out. Played just a very little bit of it the other day. Uh, and then need my buddy to stop playing PUBG so that he can join me. On this. <laughs> since it is a, it, there is no solo option. No. You have to play with someone yeah. else. And it's pretty. Can I call
3: it cool. uh, did, how have you done the invite? Have you done it? Where have you both got the game? or Have you done it with one of you? No, got
4: the game? Uh, I have because I'm having so- an issue
3: with that, and I've not been able to yep. play it. Yeah,
0: I'm the same.
4: So we, so we, I, bur- I bought the game and then uh, downloaded the game, then invited him. He got the mm. link. Had to go to the game store. It's a little convoluted. Had to go to the game store. Somewhere in the game store on that game, there is a trial version that you can download. And I think maybe it's like a little dot 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 thing you have to click on, and then you see trial somewhere in there. He found a trial option. Once he downloaded that, I resent him an invite, and we were able to join up and play through it. Oh, well, wow. but it was it was a little bit of a uh pain in the rear end to try it's- and figure out how the heck to do that since it was free for him but he was he was, he kept going to the game store and was like hey i don't want to pay 30 dollars to play this game with you i was like no no no! it's supposed to be free you need to find the free version of it so somewhere in there is a as a trial version of some sort
0: well look back to the gamer score challenge i'm going to make my commitment right here i'm going to at least double my gamer score by next week for a month
2: that won't even get you up to clay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I 2,000. Please. I got like 2,500 gamer score over the weekend. Well, Actually, I, I got 3,000. Wow. Over.
0: Insane. Insane. That's why I need just a full weekend of, of, of that, but I'm never going to get that if I'm honest with you. You, oh
2: know, what, you know what's funny? I, I'm, uh, you're,
0: almost, you're almost 2K ahead of me. Jesus. I'm not,
2: I'm not number one on my. When I go to my gamer score thing. There's someone above me in my friends list, and that's Falconbox from the Xbox One <laughs> mod team. He is an achievement devouring machine. Like seriously, check out his profile. He gets all the achievements all the time, forever. Like it's Jesus. insane how good he is at that.
4: I did. Uh, I did get a really funny message from uh, on, on Xbox from someone that was like, "Hey, uh, can you slow down a bit on getting the achievements?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh oh I didn't realize I was you know there was other people in competition with me <laughs> on on uh, against my accounts <laughs>
0: now you think you're doing better than any one of us this month we want to know your gamer tag so please let us know on Twitter at party chat pod your gamer score so far I mentioned it before there may even be a small prize if you manage to get ahead of Reese and finish on top. So that's Party Chat Pod on Twitter. But anyways, there wasn't very much news to talk about this week, so we decided to exclude that part. Now, next week is our episode 100, and we have some amazing things lined up. That is something you're not going to want to miss. But for another week, Xbox turn off.
3: You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.